take a moment to realize that you're in the middle of something that you dreamed about. And I'm like, oh yeah, we have to like really just take a second before chasing the next dream and say like, oh, I accomplished this. I'm really proud of this. So yeah. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Let's Have Breakfast. Today I have the amazing Mercedes Bell here. So excited to learn more about her and just chat. Um, like many of my guests this season, I have been mutuals with them on social media for a very long time, but this is the first time we are actually sitting down and talking. So it is really good to be here with you today and I'm excited to get to know you more. Thanks, Jaden. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited, too. This is my first time being a guest on a podcast, so I'm like really excited. Mercedes is a 25-year-old living it up in New York City as a project manager for a private equity firm in Manhattan. Style and fashion is her first love, and she spends her time outside of work creating fashion content. But that's not all my good sis loves a brunch and dinner with friends, thrift shopping, and exploring the city. So let's have breakfast with Mercedes. Yeah, first of many, though. Hopefully. Here's hoping. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there are bright things in your future. Um, so before we get into kind of the meat of our episode, I have a few coffee break questions for okay. you. So let's kind of, it's kind of like an icebreaker. It's just a cute name to get to know you a little bit more. So without further ado, what like name, excuse me, let me restart that. <laughs> Describe your aesthetic in three words. Okay, so this is a hard question for me because I feel like my style is like really diverse. Like it's always changing. Sometimes I'm like more 90s, sometimes more modern. Um, but my 25th birthday is actually coming up in like a little under two weeks, I think. Okay. And so I think that I'm ready to move into like what I'm calling like my Lori Harvey year. So hopefully mm -hmm. like over the next few months, my aesthetic is going to really develop into this like classy, sexy, like grown woman style. I'm also in kind of that era where I'm transitioning from like... I don't know. I don't know the best way to describe it. Like kind of like college-y, like don't yeah. really know. Like you just like, like throw useful, on a t-shirt. Like nothing wrong with it, but you're starting to like feel like a little bit of a more more mature vibe. Mm-hmm. I feel, I feel like all of us kind of like starting to be in our mid-20s are going through this transition of like becoming women. And so it's like making those small changes to be more elegant, but still be sexy. Yeah, absolutely. Like I'm not going into yeah. like my mom era yet, but just a little more. A little more classy. No. Yeah. Period. Um, what would you say is your favorite breakfast spot or dinner or wherever you like to dine at in New York City? Um, and what do you get there? So I have had so much brunch in New York City, but I can still unequivocally say that this place called Reunion in Williamsburg is my favorite brunch spot. Um, the food is like Israeli food. And so my favorite dish there is called Lakmajin if I'm pronouncing it correctly. And basically it's like a piece of flatbread with like a creamy like like tahini sauce and then like ground lamb that's like really savory mm -hmm. and seasoned. And then I get like a, um, like an over easy, and not over easy, a sunny side up egg on top. And then I do like hot sauce and cilantro. It's just like, it's so good. And I get it literally every single time that I go there. And because there's so many like spots in the city to try, I rarely go back to the same spot multiple times, but I've been there mm -hmm. three times. So that's a lot. Yeah, that sounds so good. I, I'm slowly like collecting. It's like Thanos um, from Marvel <laughs> where I'm like collecting everyone's recommendations for like where to go for brunch when I'm in their city. So yes. I will definitely have to check that out because that sounds exactly like the kind of food I love. Yeah, I tell everyone about it. It's like a small spot. They don't take reservations, but I've never had like a problem getting like seated when I go. So 
Okay. Is that, that is really a thing, like in bigger cities, you have to have a reservation places. Yeah. It's really a thing. And they really enforce the whole, like, we will not see you until everyone in your party is here. Mm. Like, I worked in restaurants in, in school and like, we had that policy, but like, you know, it wasn't as strict, but like, no, yeah. they, will, they will take a credit card for your reservation. You know, if you're more than like 10 minutes late, they will cancel it. If you don't have your whole party there, they won't seat you. Like they're very strict about it. Wow. Okay, these are notes. Notes going yeah. into my notebook. Yeah. <laughs> and they also okay. split checks, which is like also really surprising. Like they- I know that's I when I was in Chicago, that was a big thing because I went for a bachelorette trip, and yeah. so like I was planning to use my credit card, and I did not get to use it. Yeah, <laughs> I was spending all cash money because you you can't split. Yeah, so in the city, like don't go out to people like who don't pass the vibe. Like don't go out to dinner with people who don't pass the vibe check. Mm-hmm. Um, who are like going to order like a $200 steak. Don't cause you're not. No. Cause they, they split it evenly. Yeah. Mm. I'm sure you have some horror stories. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what kind of Sunday girl are you? I will give you an example of like Sunday girl. Me personally, I like to wake up, you know, kind of late ease into my day and just like vibe maybe workout or really just chill so what kind of sunday girl are you yeah so i take sundays very seriously because again i used to work in restaurants and i used to like always work sunday brunch so i never had my sundays to myself so now that i'm like a nine to five girly like sundays are like my favorite day um i think i'm an outside sunday girly so i do like to sleep in but then i like to just like be out on the town so like if i don't have plans i will just go into the city and go to trader joe's and get like fresh flowers from my place and just kind of like maybe go to a coffee shop and just kind of like hang out around the city but i really like to be outside on a sunday um or i will have brunch plans but around like six to seven i feel like it's almost like monday eve so then i have to start like winding down and getting ready for the work week to start again so i have to like find that balance on sundays That's a perfect way to put it. I feel like especially during football season, I really struggle to like find balance. I don't know. I'm I'm a football girl. (laughs) (laughs) So I like Sunday night football. Yeah, usually. So it's like if it's at seven PM, like that's kind of close to my bedtime. Like (laughs) seriously. So it's it's hard to find balance, but that is that's a great way to look at it when you're a nine to five girly is like Sundays are for yourself. Like do what you want to do. Yeah. But like once you get to that point where it's almost Monday, like let's yeah. go to bed girl. And honestly I've been having to like try to like get myself to live in the present more. Cause sometimes as soon as I open my eyes on Sunday, I'm like the weekend's over. But I'm like, no, yeah. you have like at least twelve hours. Like enjoy this day. Don't project yourself into like Monday morning already. Like wait till you actually get there. So I'm trying to like live more in my Sunday so I can enjoy my weekend more and not be stressing about like the work week starting again. But yeah. I love that so much. What would you say is the current soundtrack to your life? Okay, so right now it's the song called Who He Is by Kate Tremine. I don't know if you listened to like that mm-hmm. album, but I just love how like upbeat it is, how funky, and then the lyrics is kind of just like, it's, it's I'm that guy because the artists are male, but it's like, <laughs> you translate it, it's like, I'm that girl. So right. yeah, I've been like listening to that and I do like a super corny like main character thing where like when I'm walking, especially from like the train station to like my office, I'm in a movie. And so like whatever's playing in my ears is like the theme music. And so I'll be like walking, strutting to work like mm, with my handbag, like, and I'm usually <laughs> in my coffee. Right? No, I, I live in a Delulu world also. Like I, everything is about me. Like, <laughs> like, not hello. everyone can be the main character, but we can. Yeah, exactly. 
that's how I am on planes too. Like when I mm. take off, I like to have, I don't know if you've ever listened to Renaissance at the start when the plane takes off and then the whole, like, uh, it's just like the best experience wow. I've ever had. I like to listen to really melancholy music when the train's taking or the plane's taking off. For some reason, I don't know, but I just feel like I like have to like press my hand against the window and I just like left the love of my life on the corner <laughs> and I'm going to like pursue better things. That's that's the vibe. <laughs> okay. Last okay. last question for our coffee break. What is something you wish you learned earlier in life? So I think like a big lesson is like people don't care about you. And not in a mean way of like, you don't matter, but more so in a sense of like, you don't have to be so self-conscious because you, sometimes you can like be in your head, like, oh, everyone's looking at me. Everyone's like thinking about what I'm doing. Actually, nobody is. And I feel like that, especially living in New York, because people in New York are really good at minding their own business. And they're really used to seeing kind of like wild stuff all the time. They don't care. Like I, I, if a song is really good and I'm jamming, I will start singing out loud in the middle of the street. Nobody cares. Not loudly, just like singing to myself. Like I'm really feeling yeah. the lyrics, but like you can just do stuff like that. So that's like a big lesson of just being like, you can be a lot less self-conscious and take a lot more risk and be more yourself when you realize that like people are not judging you as much as you think because they're not even paying attention. They're in their own heads, like worried about what they're doing. So. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so true. That's so true. Also in the gym, like I have mm. said that multiple times where it's like, don't be afraid to go. Like people really aren't watching you and if they are like they're not gonna remember you like yeah. and that's not it's not in a rude way at right. all but like even if you are singing in the street like no one, they're sure they might like laugh to themselves for a second but then like they're not gonna remember that absolutely that part too they're literally not gonna remember even if they do notice honestly i need to apply that to the gym as well because i definitely am like oh if i go over and like try to use this machine and i use it wrong all these men are gonna be laughing at me but take my own advice so you live and work in new york city i know it's a big city that everyone kind of dreams of so walk me through kind of your story to relocating to new york and what your experience has been like yeah so i honestly can't say like where the desire to live in new york come from because i feel like it has been with me like my whole life like i feel like since i was a kid i wanted to live in a big city um and so during the pandemic i moved to philadelphia and that was supposed to be kind of like my stepping stone city I was like, it'd probably be pretty crazy for me to move to New York with like no job, having never lived there, having been there like one time and it was just a layover, you know what I mean? So I definitely wanted to step out of my comfort zone. So I moved to Philadelphia first and that was great. And I visited New York several times when I lived there. Um, and then when my lease was um, coming to a close in Philly and I was also in the middle of like kind of job searching, I knew that I was like in a transition period. So during that time, I actually moved back in with my parents for a little while and I moved in with them like... November and then like literally in December I got a job and it was based in New York and when I applied for the job it said this will be starting on site in New York in two weeks and I fully thought that I was like should I just do it like I was thinking no way you can conduct an interview process get hired and like move in, in the sum of two weeks but I was like let me just apply for it and I got the job um and this was really exciting that was one, my first big girl job, and two, it was going to, like, be based in New York. Um, they ended up telling me, like, oh, you know, we made that job posting before, like, the second wave of COVID was happening. So now we're, like, mm -hmm. much more flexible and we're not going to go back in the office yet. So I did stay with my parents for another several months and, like, save up and, like, actually take my time and prepare for the move. So it was much less chaotic. Um, but I did finally move to the city in, I guess that was March of 2022. So, yeah. 
Um, by the time I did move, it did not feel like like a big culture shock or a big change. It just felt like it was something that was like a long time coming that I had been preparing for, saving for. Um, and so I was really happy, like just like the happiest I've ever been in my life. Like I was like, I can't believe I did this. And just like walking around with all the buildings, like like a small town dork. I'm like, oh. um, but yeah, so that was, that was my transition. And I started off in Brooklyn, um, lived there for, I guess like a little over a year, but like the next, the next milestone was like to have my own place in New York, um, which is something that I call this past April, so now I live in Queens. Yay! Congrats on that. I know it's really exciting. Cause where where are you from again? I'm from Arkansas, like a small okay. town in Northeast it's, Arkansas. It's a big. That's a big change, like yeah. to move to New York. Um, and like it's very aspirational. So congrats, cause that's Thank a big you. deal. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like I'm not in that place where it feels a hundred percent normal yet. So sometimes I'm still just like when I'm walking to work, I'm like I really live in New York, but that's kind of yeah. crazy. So yeah. Yeah, I think that's really cool. Like, that's the coolest thing, too, I feel like about becoming an adult is, like, watching some of the things you've done for yourself and being able to look at it like, I'm really here. Like, I really did that. I can't. That's crazy. And you have to give yourself credit because, like, sometimes when you're in the – you could be actively in the middle of something that you dreamed about, worked for, manifested, and not, like, really be aware of, like, wait, I really did this. Um, Mm -hmm. So there's, like, a sound going around TikTok or Instagram or something like, you know, take a moment to realize that you're in the middle of something that you dreamed about. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we have to, like, really just take a second before chasing the next dream and say, like, oh, I accomplished this. I'm really proud of this. So, yeah. Yeah. No, 100%. I love it. So, you know, coming from Arkansas, moving to New York, it's a big change. How do you feel like moving to New York has influenced your style? Because you're a fashion girly. I'm a fashion girly uh, since birth, basically. Um, Yeah, so I think that when I, so I've gone through like a couple of transitions. I feel like obviously personal style is based on who you are and we change so much in our early twenties. So every single year I've kind of like had a different, slightly different styles. I've become like a different or not a different person, but like a more developed person. So (laughs) Um, when I left Philadelphia, I got rid of a lot of stuff, like a lot of clothes, like a lot of furniture, everything. And so when I first moved back to New York, I was like really building up my wardrobe again from scratch. And so that is when I started to like really discover the power of accessories and really start thinking about like how to get more use out of my clothing. I'm also like, um, I'm not like a full sustainable girly, but I'm definitely trying to be a lot more conscious, do slow and medium fat, like fast fashion whenever I can. Um, Mm -hmm. so I was like, I need to like get items that I can keep for a long time, think about how I can rewear my clothes. So I started to build up like my accessories collection, my shoes collections. Like that's how you can get a lot of different outfits, like out of the same pieces. Um, Mm -hmm. I think also I've been influenced to like take more risks. So I started to challenge myself of like, when I put together an outfit in my head, I would say that, okay, that was your first instinct of like how you would wear this piece. Now, like push yourself further. Now think of a different way that you could do this. Um, so I think those are two ways. And just to like be really comfortable in my style, there are so many different styles. And so if you're not like kind of grounded in like what you want to wear, you could easily see someone else wearing something and be like, oh, should I dress like that? Should I dress like that? So you have to be more grounded because you're going to see a lot of people wearing a lot of different things. It doesn't mean it's for you. So mm-hmm. like really think about what is your personal style. Um, and then, yeah, just I think take risks, um, accessorize, look for unique pieces um, and just stay true to yourself. Yeah, that's so real. I feel like especially having that access to social media, seeing like what people are wearing on a daily basis has really like changed the way people think about their personal style. And I think that's been a personal challenge of mine too, where it's like, oh, wait, I like that outfit or I like this outfit. And it's like, okay, wait, do you like it or do you like it on this person? Like, would you wear that? Exactly. Yeah. It's almost kind of like that. You know how like they'll joke of be like, 
you know, does the body come with the outfit? If he's like a fashion over outfit or something, oh, does the body come with it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you really have to ask yourself that. It's like, does that look cute on that person? Like, yeah, mm -hmm. but does that mean it's going to translate to me the same? Probably not. Yeah, that's 100%. So you also work in finance. Mm -hmm. How do you find balance between being, you know, a fashion content creator and also working in the financial industry? Yeah. So, I mean, I actually think it's pretty easy to balance because the two aspects speak to like two different sides of me. So like, I like the aspect of creativity where things flow and you create something from nothing. And like, all of that is so fascinating to me, but I'm also someone who really likes things to be like concrete and definite, which numbers are. And I'm like very process oriented and I study data analysis. So like that whole side of me is fed by like my finance job and girl, that pays the bills. Being a fashion girly <laughs> is a hobby. <laughs> so yeah. That's real. That is so real. And it's interesting to um, to work in a different field than what you are kind of like interested in creatively. Yeah. And I think it's kind of nice to have that separation. So it's like, okay, when, when you're done with work, you don't have to go and do something similar. You're just like, yeah, done. Agreed. And sometimes okay. like our artists or creatives can find themselves like burnt out by trying to like make a living out of their passion. Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes it can almost like you can start to feel resentful if you're like not getting to the level that you want to get to. Um, and so in that way, it can also be good to just like have something separate where you can like you can pour yourself into your hobby and just feel love for it because you're not relying on it to keep your lights on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> It's like finding that balance. Balance is what we're talking about. This is like, it's really hard. It's really tough to find balance. That's like the key to like adult life, I feel like. Because you will oh feel my gosh. overwhelmed if you can't like get a good balance, get a good routine. Uh-huh. It's a revolving door. Like when it comes to even just like housework, like dishes. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to it eventually. But it's like you just want to do fun things because it's the weekend and you just spent all week. I know New York's a little different though because you guys like it doesn't kind of matter day of the week. Like people are kind of out every Oh yeah, people are outside all the time. Definitely. Yeah. Honestly, I need to do more after work stuff. I feel like I was much better about it during the winter. Like I feel like during the winter, I always had a plan to be outside, which is like sometimes you need that. You need that serotonin boost when it's like so cold and dark all the time. But yeah, so there's like always some kind of like happy hour. Like I just went to a place for brunch and I was looking at their menu and they also had like half price wine bottles on Mondays. And I was like, okay, well, I definitely need to do that. Right. Um, it was like a truly, I work in Midtown. There's like a million bars and stuff to do. There's like always a gallery opening. Sometimes there's like random pop-up concerts you don't expect. Yeah, the possibilities are endless. That sounds so nice. How do you balance like going out after work, like doing something like that after work and then having to wake up early the next morning and like doing it all over again yeah i don't do that often i will say i think for me like i would do it if i was gonna go out on a weeknight it would be a thursday um because i work from home on friday so then at least like mm. i know one time i went out on a thursday and like didn't get home until three actually multiple times i've done that didn't get home until like <laughs> 3 a.m and then i was like you know taking my morning calls from bed with my camera off and my mic off and like everything mm -hmm. off um so that, i don't know if, if we're calling that balance but that's how i make it work no i love that i wish like the midwest so first of all i don't plan on being in kansas city forever this is like this is a stepping stone because i'm from wichita like it's been monumental to growth and like mm -hmm. understanding who i am um but it's I, you know, when you like start to outgrow something and it's like, you can just like, it pains you to Cabin be somewhere. Fever. Cabin fever. Oh my gosh. I hate being here so much. Every yeah. time I go somewhere else, I'm like, oh, 
thank god i had <laughs> like, that real bad in fayetteville that's why i like absolutely had to get out i was like yeah I, I went to fayetteville from like an even smaller town and i thought that like that change would be enough for me like i said i always knew that i wanted to live in a big city so when mm -hmm. i went to my college town i thought like oh yeah this this town is like five times the size of my hometown like this will be great it was not enough it was not enough and like after, within like like i would say two years it started to really like that feeling that you were describing that's how i felt of just like like i was like itching out of my skin to get somewhere else yeah do you feel like it was the people the city like what kind of what was I feel it like, um i feel like in a in a way it was the people not that like there was anything bad like i actually made some really good friends while i lived there and like had like a lot of good like customers like when i worked in restaurants there but it definitely felt like one there wasn't enough to do like there was like dixon street which if you weren't 21 like okay mm -hmm. um that's you know a wrap and then there was like sure like the university would put on events but it just it felt so quiet and it is like Fayetteville's like a small town that with a college campus on it like the yeah. hustle and bustle that it has is simply from just having the University of Arkansas there mm -hmm. but outside the radius of the campus it's like give small town vibes and so I was just like I just need so much more activity so much more busyness so much more diversity um yeah so you have really been growing your social platform. I see you doing your thing on Instagram, TikTok, all the all the content platforms. What is that like um, creating that content outside of work? And how do you kind of balance a schedule? And what do you know? Like, how do you know what to post? Yeah. So when I uh, first moved, I had like kind of like a content creating buddy um and she and i would like link up and like go shoot in the city so i think that's a great way to like start to get your like get more comfortable because again like yes it can be nerve-wracking to like be shooting in public but also like of all places this is a great place to be because a lot of people are already doing it anyway and then also like people don't care and people will like even like you know hype you up like while you're shooting outside so that was really fun and then i started to learn like how to take my own pictures and so i found like a couple of key spots where i felt like i could get the background i was looking for but also like get some privacy uh, my process really mostly starts with like an outfit in mind, either an outfit or location. Um, and then I kind of build from there. But I will say also the nice thing about New York is like, I have an occasion to be dressed up pretty frequently. And so like when I lived in Fayetteville, I, I started really doing content creation there. It was more so I had to kind of like force it. And I actually didn't really like enjoy doing that. It kind of felt like, I'm not saying that anyone who like does a content day is being fake, but for me, it felt like super manufactured and the content quality wasn't the same. Um, and so I actually like took a really long break while I was in that transition period because I was like burnt out on like having to force myself to like put on an outfit, go somewhere, find a backdrop. And I feel like deep down, I always wanted like that cityscape and you absolutely cannot mm -hmm. get that in Fayetteville you can get a mountainscape at best um, <laughs> so then I feel like when I moved here and started just like being more active being more comfortable in my style and just like going out more um that is when the content started to really flow because it was super organic it was just like oh I actually went to this museum and actually had on this cute outfit for this event and then like my friend offered to take a picture of me you know um so that's been I think that's been more so it of just like just going out, just like experiencing life, just like putting on that cute outfit, like not saving it. You know what I mean? Just putting it on, wearing it out and then getting a picture. Um, I do still like to shoot by myself because it is like a creative process. It's like, oh, I have this vision and I want to bring it to fruition. Mm -hmm. And so when it do it, when I do that, it's more of like a creative direction thing and not just like, oh, I have to post. So I'm going to like put on this outfit, you know, like, <laughs> like you got to get yeah. on Zoom. I'm like, wake up at AMI. I have to put on an outfit. I have to post. Um, right. Recently, though, I've been like kind of like restarting my TikTok. I actually like made a whole new account and I'm building that up from scratch. And so that content is like that is a little more 
um, like process driven because it's really important to like show up and like be really consistent on TikTok. And so for that, I have been shooting like I challenged myself to post 30 times in September for like the 30 days. And so that has been a little more like I'll film pretty much any chance I get. So I work from home Mondays and Fridays. So like if I have a chance like between meetings, I'll do like a light beat and like shoot something. And it's short form content, so it doesn't take as much effort. So that's really helpful to be able to like be consistent on there. But yeah, yeah, that's one of my processes. Is there ever times where you don't want to shoot? So it's like you have a cute outfit on, like you are at like this, you know, let's say a rooftop bar, but you're like, I just don't want to take the picture or I don't want to shoot the content. What what motivates you to do it? One, first of all, what motivates you to actually work up the courage to do it or what tells you it's okay to not do it? Yeah. I think lately my approach has been just like giving myself grace because I do have those moments where I'm like, I'll be getting ready and then I'll be like, I don't like this outfit or this. And if I ask myself, like, what is the source of this anxiety? It's it's because you think that like this is not going to be picture worthy. It's because you think that you have to get a picture tonight. And so as soon as I just take that off my plate, I'm like, oh, then I can just wear what I want. Then I can just, you know, choose to do. I don't need to put lashes on. I don't need to be camera ready. Like I can just go and enjoy myself. So again, what we were talking about, like just balance of just being like, I'm not going to like force the issue because again, the end goal is like, if I was going to do all this, just to take a picture, I could just like get my tripod and like, you know, go outside and take a picture. I'm going out to enjoy myself. And if like putting my, pre- putting pressure on myself to get the perfect outfit hair and makeup is going to detract from that then I'm going to take that pressure away that makes sense that's a great way to look at it there's so many times where I'm like oh I just have to like shoot this group get ready with me really quick before I leave and then it's like okay now I'm in a bad mood because I rushed and I I rushed to get ready yes oh I hate rushing so much it like makes me feel worse and then I like walk out leave and I'm like oh I don't even like the way I look right now like this sucks yeah I have like pretty bad anxiety and so I have to like do a lot of like kind of like mental gymnastics with myself mm-hmm. and so like, things I have to think to myself like why are you irritated why are you agitated right now like why are you why are your hands shaking why are you upset and then when you realize it's something like oh just because I hate this outfit and I feel like it's not gonna take a good picture change the outfit or or don't go out you know like just but you just be like real with yourself be true to yourself like take that pressure off your plate i'm like you rushing makes me so upset i'm like flustered i like get to the venue and i'm like i made everybody wait and then to my point earlier no one cares whole time like you're all upset and everyone's like oh hey girl and i'm like oh (laughs) everyone's in a good mood except for me now so yeah i would say just take that pressure away try again you know because if you honestly if you're like rushing and you don't feel confident the picture's probably not gonna turn out anyway and that's the one it's not it will never look even if you look great your friends are like you look amazing like you're you your attitude is still so sour yeah nothing it doesn't matter nothing's changing right here yeah no yeah i i've been there Ugh, i get it um so i'm going to move into fashion trends so currently you know on my for you page i'm always getting something about fall fashion here's what's great here's what's not great are there any fashion trends that you are like 100 percent on board with you think this is like the best thing this season and on the flip side, are there any trends that you despise? So I think the girlies are saying that red is going to be the color of the season. 
I'm 100% with that. I actually have a red leather jacket in one of my carts or on my online carts right now. Oh, period. I'm um, just waiting for the direct deposit to check out. Um, <laughs> but I think that like, as far as fall trends, I'm not sure. A trend in general that I don't love is like slip dresses over t-shirts. And I kind of put that whole like lower east side sense of fashion is like not my thing at all. I think it, I don't want to like make anyone upset, but I think it just like looks a little bit like I just rolled out of bed, which I think that I think that's on purpose. And so if they like it, I love it, but it's not for me personally. I was like, I said, I'm kind of trying to move into that more like mature. Like I really put a lot of effort into like my look. Um, and so, yeah, I kind of like the super, super, super baggy jeans um, and like the wrinkled t-shirt and just like the, the cowboy boots with the slip dress. It's not giving for me personally. <laughs> no, that's so real. I'm also kind of in that like, I fell into the trap of wearing athleisure all the time. Like, mm -hmm. it's just like, when I leave the house, oh, okay, I'm going to throw on this cute set because it's like what the girlies are wearing. But then it's like, wait, I like fashion. I yeah. kind of like to be dressed up and like look more presentable. And like here in the Midwest, like if I wear heels into Target, people are looking at me crazy because I've done it. <laughs> I've done it. And people have looked at me period right like it just isn't a thing like even going out to dinner like people really like even the nicer restaurants you won't see even like older women dressed up that often so it's like i took a personal challenge to like dress up more often it doesn't really matter where i'm going at the minimum just wear some jeans like yeah. just wear some some denim like look put together i feel like winter changes things so much too because it's like a nice coat can throw any oh outfit God. together. And like, this is why I swear by fall fashion, because you get to be so much more creative than summer. Like mm -hmm. in the fall, in the summer, you're trying to figure out like, how can I wear as little clothing as possible? Cause it's hot, right? Yeah. In the fall, you can, in winter, you can like layer and layer and layer. Like you can wear a button up with a sweater over it, with a coat over it, with a hat, mm -hmm. with like, it's just so much, like you can put on so much clothing at one time. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm definitely starting to get more into it too. Like, I feel like it's been a slow ease process. I've always liked fashion, but I don't think I realized I liked fashion. Hmm. Like, it's like, I liked celebrity culture, like pop mm -hmm. culture, like looking at magazines. And like, I liked watching or not watching, but reading like in Cosmo when they would like compare like who wore it better or like yeah. those things. Like, I always loved looking at those, but I don't think I realized that it was because I liked fashion and not because I liked the people right okay yeah that makes sense so yeah. you're starting you're starting your journey you're like yeah really getting into it yeah yeah Absolutely. i think fashion is like a really fun way to express yourself and like you said you could put on like an all black outfit but then throw on like a bomb like brightly colored coat and like that is the look yeah have you ever taken a fashion risk that you feel like wasn't good like it didn't end up well or like maybe you were embarrassed after <laughs> Let me think about this. Girl, probably. <laughs> I have a lot of old outfits that I'm like, what was I doing? But it growth. You had to learn from your past mistakes. To be honest, I like want to feel fully confident before I step out. But I do this thing definitely where I put together an outfit in my head and then I put it on and it's like, this did not eat. What happened between my mind and like the execution? And that's when I end up like stressing myself and like changing six times, like until I felt comfortable. So there's a lot of like, there's a lot of bad looks that have not made it 
to like daylight that no one has seen just know and even like with my like content creation like i'll start to like even film an outfit and then i'll be halfway through filming and be like oh no oh no honey this is not <laughs> this is not going out so yeah that i think that's like probably part probably part of the experimentation aspect mm -hmm. um but i can like always feel when something's off you know yeah no i get that I honestly a difference between like genuinely looking bad but like also just like not feeling the most confident sometimes mm -hmm. you can put an outfit look at it and you're like this is a perfectly fine outfit but for whatever reason like i just don't feel like my best and so you know that's when you're like okay you need to change you, so you want to be able to feel it yeah 100 percent so you have also started a new account called Brunch in the City because yes. like you said earlier, you have been to all the brunch spots. You love brunch. brunch. Yeah. Tell us more about the story behind creating this account and where you want to take it in the future. You see, honestly, Judith, my problem is that I want to start an Instagram account for every interest that I have. <laughs> That's so real. But I was like this, I know that it's like, I wanted to do something, one, that I was not going to treat like a job because I have a, also a problem where I, like, take things really seriously. And so mm -hmm. I was like, I'm not going to do this for it to, like, blow up. Like, I'm realistically probably not going to want to be, like, a food blogger. Um, but this is just something that I'm passionate about. And I'm like, I'm just going to post pictures. Like, I'm literally just going to post pictures of my brunch to people where I think they should go. There's, like, a million voices on this already. But, like, that doesn't mean that, you know, people don't want to hear mine also. Um, and it's like, I... I already brunch. I already take pictures, like, whether I'm going to post them or not. So, like, I might as well just post it. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to be one of those things where it wasn't going to really cost me that much extra time because, like, I'm already doing this and I'm just so passionate about it. So, um, I started, like, a brunch, uh, like, repository. So, it's, like, a little Notion page and it has, like, a gallery and it has, like, all these brunch spots. And it has, like, my rating and, like, some tags and some keywords. It's, like, a brunch dictionary. So, if one person tells me, like, oh, yeah, like, I chose a brunch spot, like, from your recommendation, then I would feel completely happy. And, like, that would be, like, the end goal for me. Um, I actually owe Brunch in the City some posts because I did go brunch last Sunday and I just, like, haven't edited the pictures that I took. But, yeah, it's really just for fun. It's really just an outlet for me to express, like, just one little, like, interest that I have, like, out of a million. Um, so... Yeah, and actually, I think it's really important for me to just have something that I do where, like, especially on social media, where, like, the goal is not to grow, the goal is not to, like, go viral, the goal is just to share something that I enjoy. Yeah. I personally love, like, very specific Instagram accounts. Like, I love when people, like, like, deviled eggs. Like, if they just had an account <laughs> yeah. dedicated to, like, trying the best deviled eggs. Like, I love brunch a lot, hence the name of Let's Have Breakfast. Like, yes, I just love breakfast food. Brunch and is so, an iconic time. Like, it's just... It is. Like, are you, like, a lituation-type brunch girly, or do you, like, kind of calm, just, like, I'm here for the food? I'm, I definitely love a bottomless mimosa, but, like, the D.C., like, Atlanta style of brunch, where, like, you go have brunch and it's actually, like, a club... Mm -hmm. I actually despise that. <laughs> I like went to my friend in Atlanta and she she knows that I love brunch. And she's like, okay, we're gonna go to brunch. And I was like, okay, I'm so excited. And we like went in this spot and I was like, respectfully, we've got to go somewhere else. <laughs> they had the hookah out. They had like a DJ. Keep in mind, it's 1130. I was like, y'all are in a different type of time. Um, I, respect <laughs> I have to, I have to recuse myself. But mm -hmm. for me with brunch, the vibes, the food, and, like, the aesthetic are all equally as important. For me, like, I'm not really, like, a hole-in-the-wall type spot. 
as much. I'm not really like a diner girl. So I have like people were like, oh, they have the best food. And it's like, no, sometimes these nice restaurants also have a really delicious food and you can find, you can get the best of both worlds. Um, so yeah, I love a bottomless mimosa situation for sure. Um, but like the DJ kind of like blaring music, not as much. I like a really cute like interior, all kinds of different aesthetics, um, but just like a really cute interior, a really good menu. I like a good balance between like savory and sweet. So like have like a good French toast dish, a good pancake dish, but also like a good scramble, um, a good avocado toast. Um, yeah, I feel like brunch is that place where I walk in and I just kind of black out. Like I'll sit down, I feel like at brunch, I'll sit down and I will like, can I have a water? a coffee and also a mimosa the brunch is where like i had some friends in school who put me on to this idea of like basically having like a brunch appetizer so we would order like a stack of pancakes and everyone would share that as a starter and then everyone would get like a savory entree yes like brunch is so indulgent you just don't need to worry about the cost of anything just sit down drink some mimosas like just fill yourself up and soak up the vibes and when the bill comes just close your eyes and put your card down I love that. I am going to steal brunch appetizers. Like, oh, that it's is... so great. It's the best way because, like, you know, sometimes you sit down and you're like, am I in the mood for savory or sweet? Do both. No, I always actually have that issue because I don't want a full sweet meal. Right. Like, I want the savory. Right. But pancakes, hello? That is such a good idea. Yeah. I'm obsessed with that. Now, on the flip side, brunch mm-hmm. is like morning time. What is the nightlife like in New York? And what like what do you like to do? What's the vibe? What kind of music are we going for? Yeah, so I think from to me, there's like kind of two distinct like nightlife vibes, or maybe three. There's like clubbing, like straight up clubbing. There's like a lot of really popular clubs in like Manhattan. Um, there's like a kind of like a bar vibe, like bar hopping, and then there's like events and parties. So I'm more of like an events and parties girl. So like I will look out for like my favorite DJs and my favorite venues to like post a flyer and have like themed events, and that's where I'll usually go. Like I feel like I don't, I don't think I've actually been to like a single club. The entire time here, it's always been like a party, and I party in Brooklyn, very specifically. Like Manhattan, the Manhattan vibe. Nine times out of ten, does not have anything to offer me. I went out one time with some friends in Manhattan, and it reminded me of like being like it reminded me of college, like going out in college. Um, and so yeah, they do like uh, a lot of like Caribbean music, a lot of like Afrobeats, um, some theme nights. I actually, while I was away, I saw a flyer for like an Aaliyah party. Like there was like gonna be like a lot of Aaliyah music, and you like wear one of her kind of iconic outfits and i was like really upset to be missing that there have been like a ton of renaissance parties where they're just like gonna play the renaissance album um and there are a couple like i don't even know what you would call them but i guess like their event collective so they're like known like for their party so everyday people is one of those so someone's like i'm going to everyday people party like that's everyday people is like the the host who put on the event um and there's like there's like beautiful faces there's like fun with friends there's just these different brands of parties and you can kind of start to recognize like the ones that you can always trust to be a good time everyday people i love their events they do several in nyc they do them like actually over a few cities like atlanta la the la ones always have celebrities at them i was like telling my aunt mm-hmm. who was in LA, i was like you didn't even everyday people the whole insecure cast be at everyday they, people in la they be out <laughs> No, like celebrities do not come to everyday people in NYC, but they're like a really good time. Um, so yeah, for the most part, that's really what I do. If I want to do like a more chill night, probably just like dinner 
drink sometimes you can like do like a really late night dinner um i do like a good like gallery opening or just like going to the museum uh brooklyn museum does something called first saturday so that the first saturday of every month they keep the museum open to like 11 o'clock um and they have like all these exhibits they'll have a couple djs like outside and on the upper floors and then you can just you can treat it like an, a regular museum and go look at the art but like late at night but you can also go to these vendors and like get food get drink you know listen to the dj so i like to do that as well it's really fun I feel like from that, like when you don't live here, you don't realize like how much more there is to do. It's like people will, people like who don't live in New York or like haven't spent a lot of time here, like they'll, there are a lot of generalizations and what they're talking about is Manhattan. They're like, oh, you pay $4,000 for a shoebox in New York? Like, no, that's Manhattan. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. oh, it's so loud and noisy and dirty. That's Manhattan. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I definitely feel like the same thing was for me. Like, I didn't realize how much Brooklyn had to offer. So, and people, I, I understand why, like, if you're coming from out of town, the first thing you would think is like, oh, I'm just going to explore like the popular areas. It makes perfect sense. But yeah, I think if you get to come back, definitely like spend more time in Brooklyn. Um, There's like a lot to see. Yeah, definitely. It's on my list of places that I would be interested in living. So I will definitely come back and check I'm, it out. I have an agenda. I want all the girlies to live in New York. Yeah, I mean, it's so, like, that's the girly city. Like, it's the capital of the girlies, for it's, real. It's the vibes, absolutely. I know, I get FOMO every time I watch people's videos, because I have a lot of, like, friends and mutuals that live in New York, and I'm like, Ugh. Yeah, here it's very much, like, the pick of the litter. It's like, where are we going this weekend? And it's also, like, it can be very last minute, like, because you, stuff will just start popping up, like, Thursday, Friday. Um, I'm on, like, a couple email lists now, so I give flyers to my email, and so it's just a matter of, like... Where should we go? Like, you know, there's so yeah. many options. But also, though, I have to, like, I want to put out an issue, a warning. Like, there's a reason why people say if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. New York is not all glitz and glam. It's, like, a really tough city to live in. So I, I think that, I think it's great. And I think it's really important, especially for, like, young women to, like, like just live outside of the environment that they're used to. Even if you want to go back, fine. But just experience something different. But just know it is not without its struggles. Yeah. Oh, I believe it completely. What What do you feel like has been the hardest lesson you've learned since moving to New York? Hardest lesson? It's like a really good question. So I think it's not even like a grass is green on the other side so much as it's just like the grass is green and brown everywhere. Mm. <laughs> so it's like everything that you achieve like i don't want to put like a negative spin on it it's like oh it's not gonna be as good as you think it is but it's just like just know it's gonna come with its own set of issues and like that's not said to discourage anyone but more so just to be more realistic um so it's just like like yeah like set your sights on what you want to achieve for sure but just like don't over romanticize it it's like oh once i get this and everything will be great once i get this once i move here once i get this apartment because like it's gonna come with its own new set of issues so like set your goals strive for them absolutely but also like appreciate where you are now and the things that come with that and then when you get to where you are like don't immediately be like oh this is what i thought it was okay on to the next goal like try to appreciate that as well and i'll give like more like a tangible example right so like I when I was first living here I was living with roommates and so they, and they honestly were cool but like there's just something about having your own spot that you just it's great and so it's like that had its benefits in one my rent being like much lower um I was actually living like a really like more modern building like in Flatbush um and so I had like you know really nice amenities and there was like great soundproofing 
now I live by myself, but like now the building I have like does not have great soundproofing and I feel like I can like hear every step my neighbor takes. And so it's just like, it's not to downplay the accomplishment. I'm still like so proud of myself for getting my own apartment and so happy about it. But I was just like, there's just trade-offs with everything basically is the lesson. Um, so yeah, unless you're a millionaire, otherwise there's trade-offs. <laughs> no, that's so real. And hey, I feel like it's still in the cards. Yeah. And you have to like calculate too. You know what I mean? And I also feel like it's okay to take, I also think it's okay to take seasons of like reprieve. Like I did not feel like any shame when I moved back in with my parents. I was like, I fought the good fight and now I just need a little break, a little break before I get back out in the streets and for my life again. Uh, and I felt like, and I felt really blessed to have parents that like would be like, yeah, you can stay with me and who like wouldn't like deteriorate my mental health by living with them. Because um, I know that can be an issue. So, so yeah, so they're just, seasons like yeah life life comes in seasons exactly because it, it cannot be all glitz and glam all the time and i feel like it's hard when you're going through one of those seasons to feel like this is my whole life but the truth of the matter is like we are very young and so it's like in five years probably even just like two years you won't be thinking about like this exact like struggle that you were dealing with you'll be thinking yeah. about a new struggle now <laughs> <laughs> hopefully hopefully less struggle yeah. but yeah it'll just it'll be different and you'll like but i was also thinking about like when i lived in philadelphia lived in philadelphia i did not have a job it was like pandemic times i was kind of just like vibing but i was also like kind of broke but i also was having such a good time like i would just step out of my apartment and just like walk around like center city and go to parks and go to bakeries and so i was like yeah i had that stress of being like i really need to make money but I also was like really having a good time. And that's like a completely different season right now. And I was like, just walking around my lunch break and I was like, the fall weather for whatever reason just reminded me of that time when I lived in Philly. And it was like, now I like have somewhere that I have to be like having no pressure, like no constraints on my time was so fun, right? Like I was just literally in the middle <laughs> of like going to Starbucks and just chilling. Now I do have constraints on my time, but I also have like a regular paycheck. So again, what I say, just like trade-offs and just appreciating like those aspects that you have, like while you have them, because things will change. Yeah. When I don't think people realize how quickly things can change either. Like right. things happen so fast. Like if you yeah, even think true. back to the past six months, like you're probably in a completely different place than you were six months ago. So it's like things change Definitely. really fast. Yeah. yeah. And also I try to like put a positive spin on it in the fact of like, it can almost be exciting. It's like, I know change is going to come. Like some kind of new adventure is coming my way. Don't know what it is. Don't know when. That's the exciting part of it. So, yeah. <laughs> it's like surprise. Yeah, it's like, oh, wow. Because it's true. Like you look back and you're like, wait, I'm in a completely different place in life than I was. And again, in your early 20s, things change at like a crazy rate. So it's like, I'm turning 25 like next week. And so like, if I look back three years ago, yeah, I'm in a completely different place. So if I take that same logic and apply it looking forward, oh, at 28, I'll be in a completely different place. So it's just like, it, it is kind of exciting because you're like, oh, what's life going to bring? Right. No, I love that so much. And just to kind of wrap up here, we know you are a busy girl. You are doing all the things from finance to fashion trying to stay balanced as best as you can amidst it all. How do you take time for yourself to relax and what do you define as your self care? Yeah. So I think the way I relax is I kind of just give in because I'll be in my head like, Oh, I really need to clean this. I didn't really do that. Um, but sometimes I'm just like, you know what? It's okay. I'm just going to sit on my couch and I kind of do like a reward method. So like last weekend was really tough. It was not nearly as relaxing as I needed it to be. Um, and I was like, I really need to like do a little laundry 
Um, you know, my whole apartment's a mess. And I was like, you know, if I do these two things, I'm just going to do a little laundry and I'm going to wash all my dishes. Then I'm going to treat myself to get takeout. Cause it's like, you could be, I could be in my head. Like I need to clean my entire apartment. I need to cook at home to save money. I need to go to the gym. But it's just mm -hmm. like, okay, what are the things that I feel like I can realistically do right now in this moment? And then like, I'll reward myself. So I think definitely a reward system. Actually, a reward system is my key to all of adulthood of like getting anything done. It's just like I have to reward myself. I need a little treat to get through the day. Yeah, um, it's worth it. It's worth it for my mental health. So I think that's like one way I take time for myself is just like I'll do what I can, but I'll give myself grace. And so it's just like when I come home from work, sometimes I don't want to cook. I just want to sit on the couch. And you know what? That's okay. Um, if you find yourself in a pattern of like maybe only doing that, okay, that's different. But just like be realistic about like you've done good. You know what I mean? Um, and then as far as my self-care about it, to be honest, I think of self-care definitely in the sense of like self-maintenance for one. So it's like getting my hair done, getting my nails done. Uh, I'm a big wax girly and like waxing is expensive, but it's like worth it. And it makes me feel great. And then, I mean, honestly, like I think being in therapy is part of my self-care as well. It's like really taking care of my mental health. Um, and then I am a napper. I like to nap. So I reward myself with like really hefty naps on the weekend. Like I'll, to me, to me, under two hours is not even really a nap. I like to knock out. <laughs> so Hot yeah, day. a nap, self-care, um, taking care of myself physically, self-care. And then, yeah, dinner, nice dinner out. That's self-care for me. That's real. That's realistic. Honestly, I love that you also mentioned therapy because I think that is often excluded from the self-care conversation, but it is like, that's the ultimate form of self-care. You are yeah. doing the work to figure yourself out. So yeah, Honestly. definitely respect that. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I'm really glad that we got to chat and have breakfast, brunch, whatever you want to call <laughs> merger of us together. Um, so thank you again and tell the thank people you for having me. Yeah. Tell the people where they can find you on social media. Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at the Mercedes B and you can find me on TikTok at the same thing, but the with two E's like Megan B stallion, the Mercedes B. <laughs>